Hey guys, welcome to Break the Gate Podcast with Chris and Mario. Today we have we have Tom and Justin from Convicted Printing, based out of Tampa, Florida. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good, well. Man, chilling. Good, good. good. So, first of all, can you start off by introducing yourselves and what your role is in Convicted? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll start out. Uh, my name is Justin, obviously, and um, my role at Convicted Printing. I kind of do a bunch of stuff, but my main role is sales representative. So I do a lot of sales. I do a lot of um, quotes for bands, brands, businesses, uh, recently fighters, and uh, get them whatever they need. And I communicate with the shop team on that. I also work as an artist endorsement rep. And then I also um, work with cre- uh, getting us on events so that we can do um, our tables at events, sponsoring events, and stuff like that. What's up? Uh, my name's Tom. I am the co-owner and CEO of Convicted Printing. So, um, I mean, that encompasses, I pretty much do everything and nothing all like at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anything that, anything that needs to be done that we don't have somebody for ends up falling on me or my business partner. Uh, but most of the time we're trying to create jobs and then hand those off to other people to, to uh, do it better than us, I suppose. Hell yeah. So how did the, um, or I guess, so tell me a little bit about the company itself. Like what, cause I know you guys have a lot of stuff that you're doing. Um, you've got, you know, you've got a podcast, you're doing fighters, you endorse bands, like there's so much um, into it. Can you give us kind of a, a, a synopsis of, um, about the company? Yeah. If you want to go for it, Justin. Yeah. So there is a lot of areas that we're involved in. We started out, um, as, a couple dudes that were in a band that wanted to help other bands with merch. So Tom and Ryan, the two owners got a small press that was given to them to help out with um, a venue that we help run as well. It's separate from convicted um, just to make like staff shirts and stuff like that. And then what they ended up doing was taking that press and starting a business with that. So they started making shirts for friends and shirts for like band friends and stuff like that. And then it's grown over the past seven, eight years into its own company. And they were able to, um, or we were able to um, sponsor other bands, do merch for bands, um, sponsor events, sponsor fighters as of recently. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just grown to this company that has a lot of different areas that are involved in it, but it's all centered, centered around the same goal of getting people like quality garments that they want to represent them. Sick. That's cool, man. Um, what inspired you guys to kind of get the company started? Um, I, I, maybe this is more of a question for Tom. I'm not sure, Dustin, how long you've been with them. Um, yeah. What inspired you he's, guys to do it? He's been uh, with us basically since the start. But From the start, okay. the start of it was um, more me and Ryan. Um, and we were doing, like he was saying, we, we uh, also run like a nonprofit venue. And at some point we were doing events. Um, we were just doing different events for different causes. And one of the ones we ended up doing was like anti-human trafficking. Okay. And so we were talking to one of our consultants um, as we were putting the event together. And we basically were just like straight up like, okay, we got two dudes that uh, are passionate and have time and energy. Like what, what could people like us do to actually combat this? Not just bring like awareness 
um, or, or, you know, funding towards efforts, but actually do something. Um, and she was like, well, actually, you know, if more small businesses, uh, were willing to hire people out of that, who've come out of the lifestyle, that would actually be a huge, a, a huge movement towards ending it. Because a lot of times there's like, once people have been trafficked, the recursion rate of going back to it is really high because mm-hmm. you get like, you're usually the fall guy for, um, different uh, like criminal behaviors, right? So you'll be, you'll be, um, like a carrier for drugs, uh, or participating in different, you know, things like prostitution, all this. So you get the record while the person who's trafficking you is basically, you know, gets off scot-free. So a lot of people mm-hmm. won't hire them because of that. I think there's a lot of like PTSD and all the things like that, that are like basically need special accommod- accommodations, uh, in a business setting. Um, and so a lot of times what happens is they'll come out of it, they'll get rescued, re- rehabilitated, but then they can't reintegrate uh, because they can't find a place to work. So it's like, well, at least with my other lifestyle, I had a place to sleep and some food, right? So I'm just going to go back to that. Um, wow. So what we're what what her kind of idea was is if small businesses um, could – basically be oriented towards hiring people who've specifically come through that, then that would, that would cut off that recursion. Right. Right. Um, so that's when we kind of like, we're putting it all together. That's about the time when we got the small press that we started making our own stuff. And we were like, Hey, you know, we have this market of like this, this market of bands that we could sell to. And we have this idea of like, using a small business to actually impact a an in, an unjust industry what if we just put that together um right. and so we were thinking through it and that's why the, where the name convicted comes from because we're convicted wow. to fight human trafficking and we're also planning to hire people who have convictions who've been convicted you know yeah. of felonies and stuff like that so that's kind of the whole long that's long wow. and short of it that's really cool, man. Um, I'm glad that you do something about it because, you know, there's not a lot of uh, companies, like you said, that, you know, give people a chance. Some people just need that that second or third chance, you know, to get yep. them, you know, get them going again. Yeah. So, um, Mario, you want to start off with some of your questions? Um, I was curious as to... Um... Yeah, like, so one thing, being a musician um, myself... Uh, you know, it's, you can go do an order of like a hundred shirts, right? And then you only sell so many. So now you got shirts laying around. Drop shipping yeah. is like such a hard thing to come by. It seems like that not everyone is doing it. And, and like, so is that the way to go? I mean, obviously, you know, there's a cut that has to be made right financially, you know? Yeah. Uh, one thing we've actually done to help with that uh, and what we usually recommend is we, we don't offer like long-term drop shipping options. Yeah. What we do is basically like, like drops or special releases. So we'll get with somebody and for maybe like somewhere usually arranged from two weeks to a month, we'll do a, like a pre-order type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so where it's like, Hey, you're going to drop a album or a new design or whatever, go ahead and do it as a web store for two weeks or a month, get a bunch of sales. And then what we do actually is we incentivize, um, orders like, like bulk orders as well to where it's like, Hey, if you take that money you got from that and you roll that into getting an order, say that you could sell at shows and whatnot, um, then we'll give you like a bonus for that, for the income you got from that. Right. 
So that's kind of one thing that we recommend too, because the other thing is the nice thing is if you're doing that, that also gives you an idea of, because one of the hardest parts of getting merch is that you have to get like, it's not just like you get a hat, right? And so you can get 50 hats and then you can have 50 people buy the hat. If you get 50 shirts, you may not be able to get 50 people buying it because what if you bought 10 larges and you had everyone that was buying was XL or medium, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you had 50 shirts. You still have 50 shirts, but you didn't sell any because the sizes were all off. Mm-hmm. So that's one advantage of the web stores. If you can do a good job promoting it, you can get a good number of like, oh, we've, we've done this with another number of people where it's like, well, here was your, here's how many people bought and what the size breakdown percentage was. So mm-hmm. let's just map that onto your order. And then you're going to have a pretty good sense of like what your fans are buying, like, and what size range you're, you know, you're, um, bringing in as far as, as far as people who are buying your merch. Do you use, um, something like Shopify or like, like a, uh, an already established platform or have you created your own? Uh, currently we're using Shopify. That mm-hmm. one we've used different ones, but Shopify is definitely, uh, the best that we found. Yeah. Um, so that's the one that we're currently using because the, the, the processing and shipping and all that kind of stuff is like really quick and easy. So good to know. So you were saying that um, you started off with with the single press. Yeah. How did how did the how did um how did you go about like investing in the company? How, like you know what did what did that first press you know um cost you? Was this like a from a friend or were you buying brand new? Yeah. So the first press was just given to us, and it was a like it was honestly really not a great press, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was enough to get us started on the process we could see how it's done and we could make some shirts um from there we saw that hey this actually has the potential we've had people hitting us up the the only the only thing that's holding us up is the equipment to be able to produce these orders Mm -hmm. um so that's when we decided to invest i think we got like like a whole setup i think no 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 First, we got a, uh, a a combo, and it was like a, a flash dryer and a four-color press. Yeah. Um, and we were getting a lot of orders from that. But then, again, it was like, man, the production time is really high because, you know, we, we have to maneuver these different things around to, to make it happen. Right. So, you know, like it was kind of like natural upgrades, like, oh, to be able to keep up with orders that mm-hmm. we're currently getting, we need to upgrade. Right. Um, then you... Then you got maintenance of your machines and whatnot and color yep. coordinating and washing, you know, yep. stuff like that. Yep. And so we've, we've kind of upgraded basically as the, as we've been busy enough to basically justify it. It's like, all right, we need to get that. Cause obviously we have a, you know, people are buying, we just got to keep up with it. So one thing I love about like the hardcore scene or, you know, any sort of underground scene in general is obviously a lot of people try to DIY stuff. But the thing about merch is like, if you have a screen and you're doing it by hand and you can bust out some simple dope shirts, you know, people will buy that stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, we were in a, I was in a post hardcore band years ago that toured and we were doing, um, we we're making our own cassette tapes. We were like printing out the stuff, nice. taping it, cutting with exacto knives, which is like an incredible amount of work, but like, you know, yeah. cassettes, that novelty, those kids want that novelty and cassettes made like a huge comeback, just like vinyl did. Yeah. You know, so you were, uh, you mentioned at the beginning, um, not, not mentioned, um, before we started or after we started recording, but you were talking about the, um, 
the match that you had endorsed last night um, for MMA. Uh, what other kind of endorsements are you guys involved in or, you know, sports or anything beyond music? Yeah. So uh, last night, so I, whatever the date was last night, so February 4th, yeah. we right. sponsored a uh, Bellator fighter. His name is Steve Mowry, the heavyweight fighter. He's undefeated. He did really good he ended in a draw. I think he should have won based on the second round, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started sponsoring uh, different fighters. So we sponsored him. We sponsored Clay Guida, who's a UFC Hall of Fame fighter. And we sponsored this guy, Blake, who fights the FFC. So we sponsored those three different fighters as of recent. And that's something new for us. We kind of just recently got into the MMA world, but we're loving it because it's fun. Like we get to see these guys that are like wearing our shirts or wearing our logo on them, like beating the snot out of another dude. Like it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously, obviously that's cool for us, but the other areas that we endorse in our predominant area because of us being just punk rock kids is the artist endorsement project basically what we do with that is we sponsor different um bands or artists whatever it can be solo artists doesn't have to be just bands but we sponsor them give them discounts in exchange for promotion really that's all it is we don't charge anything Mm -hmm. as far as like promoting them we give them discounts we're like hey if you want to promote us cool like it makes sense because we're giving you a discount so we offer that to the bands we give them kind of like a little welcome package that has some stickers some swag or whatever and then like our business cards and stuff like that but that's really it like it's super simple there's no strings attached a lot of bands are super like skeptical of it at first because the industry is kind of cutthroat and does have a catch with almost everything yeah but ours is like nah we just give you discounts and if you want to promote us like that's all that's all we ask for like put our logo on flyers like make a post about us like share our stuff we'll share your stuff and that's really it so with endorsing the fighters, um, is that also just kind of kind of same deal, like um, promotion wise, or are you actually like putting money down, or you know, is this is it just a matter of like a, the agreement to have your brand promoted on the clothing and for discounts? So with with that, it's, it's more like we we give money like a sponsorship yep. fee towards that because that's that's a different realm because we're actually working with like bellator or the ufc on that so there's certain Mm -hmm. things that they have to do in order to um allow sponsors on certain things so we're paying a sponsorship fee for those things but when it comes to bands um it's like we're providing a service to them type thing and we're like you know what we're not gonna like ask much of you Mm -hmm. we're just like you know what just promote us on stuff and we'll give you discounts and that's going to be our exchange and we'll promote yeah. your stuff as well. I have this, uh, I have this glass jaw shirt and there's like these other little logos on it that seem like to be either like their stuff or like, you know, something like involved. And I'm like, Oh, they're like kind of cross promoting stuff like that. Yeah. So I just wondered about that. Yeah. yeah that's, one, that's one thing we do a lot of um, <clears throat> for an extra discount. We'll offer bands like, Hey, let us put our logo on the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't have to, uh, yeah. but let us put our logo and see, we'll give you a little extra discount. And a lot of bands mm-hmm. actually go for it. Uh, yeah. so that's definitely a helpful one. And that's one thing that like, I don't see a lot of screen printers doing that, but it just makes so much sense to me. It's like, Hey, if you could strike a deal to get your logo 
on their merch. They're going to be wearing it around, which is just a big advertisement. Why don't you don't have, why, why, don't, why aren't you on there as well? Yeah. And just give them a discount. Um, so that, that honestly is something that I haven't really seen any other screen printers doing except for us. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a unique uh, kind of take on advertising. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically free except for, you know, we give them a little bit of a discount. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause I mean, seeing something like that, I'd be like, Oh, that's, that's different. What do they got going on? There's something special there, but I can right. understand how some artists are like, nah, man, we don't want to, we just want like our, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely yeah. some, yeah, and I, sure. I definitely understand that. Like with our brand, like with the I'm convicted brand, like I wouldn't necessarily want someone else's stuff on that unless we did mm-hmm. like a collab. Right. Um, but so I, I understand the bands that are like, nah, but then, you know, the bands that are like, Hey, we're just trying to grind out here. So yeah, we'll take a discount and sell these shirts. And then also like, I think for a lot of bands too, uh, it's kind of like, cause we've, we've started to build a reputation for ourselves and people are like, Oh, convicted that, that they're tight, you know? So getting your shirts printed by convicted is a, it's not a big status, but there's a little bit of like, Oh, that's super cool. I love convicted. Mm-hmm. you know so it is a, a little bit of a, a status boost for those who know the brand you know oh yeah so i see i see you have um is that uh a, a decal on the back on the on the yeah. wall there that you have <laughs> that's incredible yeah we made that's that at the shop and uh i was like man i gotta have that in my home office <laughs> yeah <laughs> you could do you could do a vehicle wrap next yeah we uh we actually just bought a um a large format printer and it does like stickers and all that kind of stuff, but it does vehicle wraps as well. Uh, so we haven't quite got into that yet, uh, but we are considering going that direction. Chris, maybe we can have him do the, uh, the break the gate. Um, what do you call it? The, oh, the, the, the background backdrop. Yeah. That's oh, the yeah. Word. Scrim, yeah, that'd be dope that. actually right. i would love that. that and we'll put we'll put convicted printing on top of it on it too oh yeah see yeah yeah because yeah. this will because yeah, everything we'll is going to end up being on a video so yeah yeah we can do that for sure i always want to represent and that's just yeah, yeah the way to go. um andy said hi mario <laughs> hey andy andy's uh, andy's someone who is um he's he's a he does a lot of promoting and booking here in the city and he's he's brought like Every fucking heavy hitter, like in the underground, um, at one point yeah. in time, you know, it, he was he was the when shows were going on every weekend, he was he was the guy. Um, so shout out to Andy because I'm sure he's gonna listen to, to this one because he came and picked up my old bed in the <laughs> middle of this. <laughs> so aside from um, the merch, do you guys assist in any sort of um, you know branding or development with with any artists or any any of your clients that you work with, like in depth more so than just like here's the merch. Good luck. Yeah. So with, with me, it's like when I'm your sales rep, I'm also your consultant type thing. Mm -hmm. So if you have any sort of questions on like, Hey, this garment or, Hey, what margin should we look for? Or, Hey, what price point should we sell these at? Um, I'm kind of the guy that does that for them. Like for me, that's my, like what I want to do. I want to be more than just your sales rep. I want to help you, sell your merch most effectively mm-hmm. and I want you to make profit off of it. So like if you, if you buy a, like a hoodie and you're like, Oh, these hoodies cost me 20 bucks. Like that seems like a lot. And I'm like, no, sell those dudes for 40. Like, yep. like you can legitimately sell those dudes for 40 because people are out here buying $150 hoodies. You know what I mean? And like yeah. for, for bands and stuff like Damn. that, if you go, if you go and see like, I don't know. If you go and see like like Gideon's coming through soon. If you go and see Gideon and they're having a hoodie, I guarantee you their hoodie is more than forty dollars. Their hoodie's gonna be like sixty mm-hmm. bucks. 
Mm-hmm. And like their their quality is going to be whatever it is too, but they're selling their profit margins at like sixty percent, and that's what you should be doing too. Like you shouldn't mm-hmm. you shouldn't sell yourself short just because you're like however you view yourself as a band, whether you're starting up or you're touring the world. It's mm-hmm. like you should have at least that fifty sixty percent margin, just like any business. Yeah. So that's that's how I feel. It's like I'm I'm out here trying to make you the most money, not just us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's and not getting cheaper. No. Yeah. But that's exactly. actually how from like a top down perspective, that's what we focus on when we're hiring sales reps is we don't want people who are just making a sale. Uh we want people who are building relationships and that's actually um one of our values. It starts with relationships. And then I think it's relationships, development, and then no wait. Relationship oh, relationship inspiration and development so the idea is you know uh you you build a relationship with whether it's a coworker or whether it's a client or, or anything like that or you know even even a uh even if you're working with like distributors like you build a relationship with these people and then from there you inspire them to be the best that they can be right and then from there you help them develop those skills um so that the idea of helping bands is built into how we do merch it's not just making a sale to bands Mm -hmm. uh it's about being in a relationship with them and helping them grow because the thing is if bands grow and they're using us as their merch provider well then guess what's going to happen to us obviously Mm -hmm. we're going to grow with them you know so to me it makes just so much sense to invest in the bands that like it makes so much sense to invest in the people who we're providing for because as they grow they're going to need more from us you're building a relationship not a profit sorry no, that? it's okay. Was I was just saying you're building a relationship, not just a profit. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And for and for me, it goes beyond just like the profit margins. Like bands will send me like a logo and like they're like, okay, I want this color shirt. And I'll tell them like straight up sometimes they'll be like, Hey, that logo would look way better on this color shirt. Or like, hey, that logo would look better on a hat, or hey, that's not gonna look good on a hat. Like I like I'm looking out for them as much as I'm looking out for us. Like any other company for the most part will be like, Oh yeah, we'll do that. And it'll come out looking awful. And then this band will be like, Oh man, this doesn't look good. And for <laughs> me, it's like, I don't want that feeling. I want them to get their product and be like, this looks sick. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to go sell this to like people that care about us as well. So like, I'm not going to just let bands like give me a crappy pro like not even a crappy product, but like a product that would look better on something else and me not say something about it. Mm-hmm. because i want mm-hmm. them to grow just as much as i want us to grow that's your name that's your name on that product yep yeah but yeah Have those you, those relationships and the you know we like to say long money yeah, yeah. No, have you had any like uh brands or bands come to you and try to do some kind of like concept um you know artwork for like you know if they're on stage or something they're all wearing the same thing same shirt you know anything like that or anything concept related have you guys done any of that yeah Yeah. so we've we've worked with um some bands that do like stage gear or whatever we've worked with bands that have like a specific like point to their um like like a specific like message to like a certain drop of merch that they want so we've Mm -hmm. done that before and i think that kind of just fits along with like what our like goal is because like our first slogan was from your conviction so like that's one thing that we've always stood by is like if a like a band a brand business whatever has like a certain like conviction with their their stuff that they're doing like we vibe with that like that's what we want to do we want to inspire people to do that as well so we've definitely had that before 
That's awesome, man. I, I just love uh, one of the things that stood out to me about you guys is just your inclusiveness into everything uh, with the industry, whether and it didn't doesn't matter where you came from, doesn't matter who you are. Uh, if you are passionate about something, you guys wanted to be there to help them get to that point, you know, whether it's through, you know, providing them merch, promoting their bands, you know, uh, you know, talking with them on, on your podcast, you know, it's. I love how all inclusive you guys are. It definitely makes you stand out afar uh, from uh, a lot of the other merch companies out there. And I've got really good friends who are who run their own merch companies, you know. Um, and you guys definitely are ones that I feel like people should be looking up to. Thanks, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, man, that. for sure. Anything um, you on- guys do outside of the outside of your your merchandise and your company? Any other like? passionate endeavors that you may have um well we've well we started the three of us uh me ryan and justin have been in a band together for the past seven years eight years we're kind of on hiatus right now we had some memory mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. um that was definitely the drummer was wasn't it what it was a drummer wasn't it no actually i'm the i'm the drummer in it <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so hard to come by and hard to yeah. keep i swear to god oh, yeah. yeah um but uh, we also, like we said, we also run a, a venue. So I think yeah. that's kind of like our main other thing, uh, particularly me and Justin. Yeah. Um, you said the noise box, we... right? Is a venue yep. that you get. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm familiar with the noise, bo- noise box. So I'm originally from Florida, oh, um, nice. central Florida. Um, I I went to shows with a lot of the uh, the end the, um, the people that are actually represented by you guys on you know uh, so like heavy hitter and illuminate me like oh, nice. uh, I'm friends with all those guys I I've known Austin Hayes since like ninth or tenth grade you know nice. so, yeah, yeah yeah so um, yeah definitely I was familiar with you guys already a long time ago and the people that you work with um, and uh now i'm on a tangent i don't remember what i was getting to but uh go ahead sorry <laughs> yeah no 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 that's a it's funny you mentioned that. he he was the one he posted about the couch somebody throwing a couch in their set yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah i was actually gonna bring that up with you guys in this podcast i was gonna <laughs> but yeah well so that was something that i heard about that and i was like damn i was so jealous because it's like that's the kind of like viral stuff we've had some things like that happen at the noise box like we had yeah. somebody bring a trash can in, throw that in the pit. And we have this yeah. tiny little classroom that we do some of our shows in, like our more sure. hold shows. Um, and then at some point, at some point we were cleaning out a room and it had some mattresses. They were actually from our old tour van. Okay. And I had left them in the hallway and I was like, that'll be fine. And then the next and thing I, I said, know, no, they will not be fine. Next thing <laughs> I know, I come out into the hallway. I was in a different room. I come into the hallway and our sound guy is, angrily all i see is a mattress just coming out of the door of this tiny little classroom during a set and i was like oh no somebody took a mattress in there yeah yeah. it reminds me of like so like japanese hardcore scene there was a there was a show they're crazy right now dude they did insane somebody drove a fucking like um uh, a, a construction truck through the building during a show yeah dude oh my god insane Jeffrey yeah, I hope you're. Right I bet now. his parents were pleased. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. have to pay for that. Sixteen years old, <laughs> driving, yeah, a, driving a. I want to see somebody bring a fucking bulldozer through that yeah. front door. Let's go, <laughs> dude. For real. Oh, construction, dude. Yeah. I wish we were creative when uh, and when we were getting into the hardcore scene like that. Like we didn't have, we didn't do shit like that. The most things we have is like I don't know. We would 
So I think we would do like balls and shit. We would throw balls around or something. I don't right. know. Or, or uh, blow up dolls or something. Uh, you know, something like that. These people are getting more and more creative. It's oh, insane. Just, yeah. It's <laughs> like it's another, it's, it's another form of artistic expression. It's like yes. it's super meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Went from there spin kicks video, to mattresses. Uh, yeah, there's a video in, the, in that hole in the wall. This one actually went viral of this dude, Sam, eating Wendy's during oh, yeah. like a really heavy band. He was just standing on the chairs because like on the side walls, so yeah. that hole, more holes don't get put in the walls. There's chairs there so people could stand on. And he, the homie is just like right there just eating a frosty. Eating Baconator <laughs> fries. <laughs> Baconator fries. And then all of a sudden That's like amazing. somebody gets hit in the pit and he, he's just like, his eyes just like, <laughs> that went viral. Um, right, there was right, another right. video actually just went viral recently. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was on um, The Noise. It's a 10-year-old uh doing like screaming during uh band set and it's tactosa they just played like their ep release yeah. uh, you guys will probably see it because it's going viral currently but okay 10 year old uh going like killing it on vocals uh like screaming. it's really good uh interesting and i just saw i'd seen the video because it was it happened at the noise box and then i just saw it on like a viral page that posts a whole bunch of like viral stuff like viral music video stuff and i was like oh crap that's the noise box what yeah, yeah. So That's wild. I, I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, but to be fair, can you pull it up? <laughs> can you pull it up? Can you screen share it? Let's let's uh, let's see yeah, if I can here, find here, it real quick. Me. If you look up, if you I follow can... the noise on Instagram, they have it. Yeah, here. I'm when gonna, they I'm share it, to, it goes viral. So there'll probably be other places to start sharing it too. But that just happened at the noise box in our big. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to you, Chris. Gotta love that. Okay. You, like you, you can do it anywhere. You just need a PA. Yep. And it could be one speaker and a yep. shitty microphone. <laughs> what's up, what's up, Denny's? Uh, on Facebook? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I sent you on Facebook, Chris, but it's on Instagram right. is where we found it. If you've ever played um, Spinelli's in Louisville, Kentucky, it's an uh, underground basement of a like a pizza shop underground and uh, killing like heart, one of their main hardcore venues over there. And, there's a there's the fucking pizza warmer right there and it says please do not mosh into the pizza warmer and there's like the fountains <laughs> right there and like it always happens that's amazing that's yeah we we uh we haven't played that one i wish we had because that's hilarious we played a, like a basement one in i think south carolina mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it was like they had like this some kind of i guess like i don't know it was a food plate restaurant or something and then there's like a coffee shop up top yeah, coffee shop, and then you like kind of take a right, and then you go down this like creepy stairs, and then it's like the basement downstairs, and it's like super cool, tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite venues to play at. I had an experience like that in Fargo, Fargo, North Dakota. So you got to go to these places that don't get a lot of action, and you'll have like killer shows. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm having issues opening it up. Um, what? Yeah, I don't know. Instagram if you look up the noise um, on Facebook, it might. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll put a link the in, the, um, in the uh, details for the description for people to watch it. Um, I'll go, Have I'll you go guys ever gotten any like really odd requests? As far as merch? Mm-hmm. Um, some? Uh, nothing like crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think of the... Oh, well, okay, we did... We had the, the kind of the craziest one, I would say, and it wasn't too crazy, but it was this guy. He he was an influencer on Instagram, and his whole Instagram 
was him wearing a mankini that he had stretched out over his oh god shoulders and he was not a fit guy uh you know just kind of bod like dad bod like yeah through and through uh but he was like like literally like popping off on instagram just going around different places recording himself in this mankini so he had an artist do a rendition of like almost like a cartoon rendition of him with his tattoos and his mankini and he wanted the front of him on the front of the shirt and then the back of him on the back of the shirt yeah, that was probably the weirdest one. <laughs> it was like, what? So we had these shirts. Now, the thing is, he ended up, it was weird. I don't even know what happened to the guy. But he came and he had paid, they paid a down payment and then came and saw the shirts. So I was like, okay, cool. And then we were like, hey, they're done now. And he just like disappeared into the ether. So he didn't get any of them. And he so got embarrassed. We, and there was like 500 shirts or something like that. And oh, so we've man. had for the past like four years, just these like rag shirts that are just this guy in his mankini. We've had like new people get hired and they'll find it. And they'll be like, what the heck is this? And we have to explain the whole story. And it's, it's- Why are you hiding this? <laughs> Break the Gate podcast is brought to you by Puff Tough. Puff Tough is a Wisconsin-based, cannabis-friendly clothing brand. And I can't tell you how unbelievably cool the Puff Tough merchandise are. They are seriously so dope. You can get high-quality, unbleached, organic hemp rolling papers, which is the same recipe as raw. And I'll tell you, their Christmas-themed merch is absolutely insane. I mean, look at this sweater. Hit them up on Facebook or Instagram and get 15% off of any of their items by using the code BTG. Yeah, um... No dice, huh? No dice, man. And somehow, um, pulling or type googling 10 year old kids um on on google doesn't really work out in your favor no so yeah (laughs) careful careful yeah Yeah. careful i don't want the fbi knocking at my door i promise i was just trying to see a 10 year old kid scream no not that way (laughs) (laughs) oh no oh no uh you guys i'll drop a link for it in the uh in the description so that way when people check it out you'll be able to see it they don't have to google it right right they won't yeah (laughs) they won't have to google it and risk i took the risk for you guys so have you guys done any um any of the music festivals like warp tour or like furnace fast stuff like that just as far as like vending um, so we've done imatter fest which was super sick we're planning on doing it again this year they're going to be announcing the date soon um so we're doing that and then we've done blue ridge rock festival before it became like what it is now um it was like the like the first year we did it but it was super sick like i basically got to go and got paid to go see a day to remember which was like super tight oh yeah um and then we've done some local ones uh we've done stuff in the noise box obviously um we've done some other fests here and there but yeah we've done a lot of music fests what we're getting into more this year like last year and this year and that's kind of what i'm taking lead on is just getting our name on as many flyers events and conventions as possible yeah that's mm-hmm. been like more recently before it was kind of like we've been doing like word of mouth working with bands you know sponsoring them and this past year and then this year we've actually started making more of a concerted effort towards like sponsoring fests and all that kind of stuff um and i matter was definitely the biggest one we've done so far besides blue ridge um mm-hmm. 
And then, but that was the most recent. We still have contact with them. We're going to work with them. Uh, we've had contact with a few other fests. Uh, we just haven't, it, it hasn't gone through um, as far as like, we didn't have the, what they were looking for, for the sponsorships at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we've also been sponsoring. This kind of happened randomly because of a music contact that we had that went and started getting into conventions. We've been sponsoring a whole lot of conventions recently, like anime conventions, spooky conventions, stuff like that. Um, and so tattoo conventions. Growing. What was that? Tattoo conventions. That'd be a good one. Oh, we did actually sponsor a tattoo convention, uh, but that the guy who was running it was uh something else and so that one that we did that fell through uh even though he wanted us to work with him again but it's like he i don't know he made he's making a bad name for himself because he's a really good promoter but he's not good at event coordination mm. so he got a bunch of people to this thing but it was kind of a hot mess mm. uh so yeah so we decided not to work with him anymore we actually did last year we worked with him we did a whole um we did a whole uh, band battle of the bands in collaboration with it and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it, we decided not to pursue that this year. Heck yeah. Well, so uh, not to plug too much, but so I've been kind of um, on the back end helping organize this like a uh, hemp festival out nice. in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. And they're actually looking for sponsors right now. If that's something you're interested in. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, we'll follow up after this, and I'll give you all the details. But yeah, it's it's really cool because they're going to be bringing in bands. Um, Andy, who we were just talking about earlier, um, he's going to have his venue kind of help with the all the the talent booking. Um, yeah. You know, getting in all the bands and that kind of thing. Um, Heck yeah. And then uh, yeah, and we'll have like you know different like uh, educational speakers, like University of Wisconsin Madison is having speakers come out and, nice. and just talk about uh, the use of like hemp um, and you know marijuana and um, like uh, good products, you know things that are like life saving and you yeah. know the, the actual yeah. uh, science behind it. It's not just a uh, illegal drug. There's actually something. There's good stuff behind it that can contribute to uh, you know helping people with like depression and anxiety and that kind of thing and. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the whole event is basically wrapped around that and they've been doing it for like 50 years. Um, Dang. but just recently the people who are running it has been kind of kind of retiring. Uh, yeah. so we're bringing in more new people to kind of help, uh, keep it going basically. And that's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with that. So, but yeah, we'll talk about it outside of this and perfect. Yeah. yeah we'd love to be yeah. part of that. So but what's, yeah. um, what's this year looking like for you guys? Anything new on the horizon? Obviously, probably more so diving into the um, into the the fighter endorsements and whatnot, like you were just saying. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna keep it up with that. Uh, we actually just got also a offer for a collegiate championship wrestler to sponsor his stuff. Wow. Um, so probably gonna be doing that. Um, we're traveling a lot. I mean, we're trying to go out of state, all that jazz. Um, we basically. Right now, we have at least one, if not two, events booked all the way through June, if not July, I believe, and then a few scattered in the the fall as well. Uh, I think the furthest out one we have right now that we're going to go do actual live printing, which that's a big thing we started last year, is doing like on-site printing. So we'd love to do that for you guys' festival too. Um, And so basically, we travel out. Uh, bring our equipment we set up we do live printing people love it they're like oh my god it's like an experience they get to see their t-shirt made and they yeah. like they lose their mind it's crazy mm-hmm. um 
And in my opinion, it actually adds to the event. Like, oh, it was so cool. They had live printing there. It's like a whole, it's like adds to the experience. Yeah. Um, but so we, we started doing that last year and we were kind of like hesitant about it. I was like, I just want to try it, see how it goes. Cause I wasn't sure. And then we tried it and it was like the, the first one we did, it wasn't that huge of a hit, but that was the guy who did the tattoo festival and he ran it poorly. The second one we did, it was like, it popped off. People loved yeah. it. It was crazy. So I'm like, it was oh, a Pucala one. So we've been, yeah. So we've been expanding it, um, and and in fact, we actually just bought because we were renting like U-hauls and stuff to 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 take our stuff around, uh, and it was costing like a good amount each month, and so we actually just bought a uh, like a 2018 Chevy Silverado uh, to haul our stuff, and we're actually paying less now in a car payment than we were for renting stuff. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's like funny how that works. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, our furthest one out is uh, we sponsored Apocalypse in the Desert, which is okay. in Las Vegas. Mm, uh, and so we're gonna be heading out there to do live printing for them in March. So oh, that's really cool. Vegas would be a would be a hotbed. You know, yeah. uh, you yeah. get a lot of those, a lot of boxing matches, a lot of MMA matches oh, out yeah. there. Like that's what's up. Heck, I was yeah. gonna say as you were telling me, I was like, dude, try to contact uh, the butcher Andy Williams from every oh, time yeah. I die because you know he's. Yeah, he's in AEW, right? Yeah, he's an AEW wrestler. Yeah, that'd be that's sick. sick. I didn't even know that actually. Mm-hmm. That tells you how much I pay attention. That's to what things. he's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a big dude too. Like when they mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, he wrestles," I was like, yeah, "I believe you." Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I've always you. thought he was a big dude. I was like, "Oh, he just probably works out a lot." Nah, it's not just that. <laughs> dude, they it's played. They played with the chariot in Madison once um, at the loft. Oh, R.I.P. the chariot. The chariot. Um, and he he came into the bathroom after they played, and I was taking a piss. He was like, I almost fucking shit my pants on stage, and I'm going to shit my pants right now. And he gets into the stall. I was like, oh, hey, Andy. Holy shit. <laughs> Mario's yeah. had some pretty uh, pretty cool run-ins with uh, a lot of the older bands. You know, he, he started Life. off. Yeah, he started off in the um, Milwaukee scene. Nice. Uh, right I've around toured the, quite the a hard, bit. Yeah, yeah, you toured quite a bit. Sorry, right. I'm not going to introduce you for you, but yeah. No, I mean, I Yeah, you uh, it just it continue to impress <laughs> me by telling me all these different stories. You know, I've, we've known each other for so long. You just, you just come up with a story and you're like, why have you never told me that? There's lots of <laughs> you, did, you didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> um. But so for anybody who wants to get in this type of business, obviously, I mean, you guys have been doing it for so long. I mean, is, do you guys have any uh, tips on anybody who would want to start getting into it? I know there's there's a lot of costs and it takes a lot of networking, but I mean, you guys are the experts. What, do you, what are your thoughts? Um, I would say, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is to get yourself... Oh, what? I mean, there's so much. Uh, it's it's like one of those things where if someone was gonna start it up, I'd be like, here, let me like, like do let's do like a little apprenticeship for a bit, and then I'll I'll like anyone who who we hire to screen print, mm-hmm. I treat it kind of as an apprenticeship where it's like we're not training you. It's not like you read this manual, go do it. It's like I'm gonna be here for the next year, and you mm-hmm. try and do the things that I've shown you how to do, and as we come across troubleshooting or mistakes or whatever, you know, over the next year, you'll learn how to be a screen printer. <laughs> uh, and I'll, and I'll help. Like if they come across something you can't figure out, I'll help you figure it out kind of stuff. Um, 
So I get actually, yeah, if you're going to do it, find somebody who's going to, who is going to mentor you. Um, because there's a, there's a lot of like, you can YouTube a lot of stuff and you can find a lot of stuff online, but there's some stuff where it's like, honestly, if you have somebody who is willing to like show you the ropes, you're going to get a lot further, a lot faster mm-hmm. and make a lot less mistakes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I would say if you want to get into it, go try and find a screen printing place that you can, uh, who has good people who are running it, uh, who want to, uh, and you know, just want to hire like somebody to fold shirts or something like that. Um, and go work for them for a bit, uh, and see, well, see, first of all, if it's something you really want to do long-term, um, because if you don't, it's, it's like, you have to want it. Um, and you have to, you have to want more than just making some money on the side. Yeah. It has to be a passion for you and starting any small business. Um, so is screen printing for you? You know, you can figure that out. Plus you can avoid a lot of mistakes by just having somebody who's going to show you the ropes and give you some tips and tricks that, you know, you can, sp- I mean, there was a time, there's been some issues that it literally took me like an entire year to figure out what the heck was going on and how to fix it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's something that can take a long term, long time and be expensive. Um, unless you get somebody to, that's going to help you through it. So okay. with Speaking what you guys are doing sorry, too, ahead. like you could even, um, that could even be a program in itself with you yeah. helping, um, the less fortunate or like kids mm-hmm. who come up in not so great neighborhoods and upbringings yep. or whatever, like that would be super cool. Yeah. Like an yeah. outreach program. That's one thing that, uh, I've actually been focusing on is like, I want two things. It's, it's interesting when it comes to convicted, uh, and the, the human trafficking side of things. Cause there's like, there is some controversy in the middle where like, what is trafficking? What isn't, uh, you know, have, you have some people that are like very like sex work is work and mm-hmm. they don't even consider prostitution an issue, even if there's a pimp involved, which mm-hmm. the, however, legally that is like, okay, is there any kind of extortion going on Would this person choose his yes. lifestyle if they didn't yeah. have someone influencing them? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then that's trafficking. Right. But that's all that gets dicey. And I don't want to really have that conversation because I what I want to do is help people who are have come out of it and want to be out of it. So I'm not I'm not trying to convince anyone whether or not they should be in it, this that, and the other. It's like you've come out of something and you need you want a different opportunity. I got you. Yeah. Second of all, I've been focused on and I've I've done I've put in a considerable amount of effort into this, but I have it's not a full fledged thing yet. um, But I'm definitely heading this direction is I want to um, basically do preventative stuff. Uh, and so I want to work with youth and it's like, I want to give somebody the, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to have a conversation about prostitution, good, bad, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. What I want is I want to give kids, especially the opportunity to do whatever they want, not have to pick something. Right. Um, so it's, it's like, you know, it's, I mean, some of them may be like, I really just want to go into sex work. Okay. Well, you know, have fun. But some people it's like, they wouldn't choose sex work if they didn't have to. So what yeah. I want to do is like give them the opportunity not to, if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. So I really want to, I've been investing in doing development, like youth programs, stuff like that. Uh, and seeing what sticks we, uh, Justin and I, I know I am, and I, I just invited Justin. We're actually going to, um, a friend of mine has a school and they're doing like a parents come in and show their careers kind of thing. And I'm like, a, it's like a family friend, almost like, you know, I'm uncle beard to, to yes. this, this girl. Um, it's like <laughs> basically my brother from another mother, uh, yeah. this kid. And so she actually invited us to come in and talk about make, it's like people that the whole 
it's like a series of like uh, com- community contributors or something like that. And she's like, mm-hmm. Hey, it'd be cool if you came and talked to kids about owning a small business, screen printing, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So I'm actually going to go in and do a demonstration um, and have the kids actually print their own t-shirts. And these are like, like, uh, I think younger than elementary, like kindergarten, like four, three, four, five age. Um, so I, I'm at Wednesday. I'm actually going out and doing that. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit, you know, obviously kid age appropriate, but a little bit about mm-hmm. like, you know, owning your own business and printing t-shirts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually have another one, um, uh, that we're, we're working on. And this one was, a, it was with a high school and it's like the, oh my gosh, the amount of paperwork to do anything with schools is just <laughs> insane. Yeah. <laughs> but we have a developmental, um, school and it's like, it's like a, almost like a prep school, but it's for mm-hmm. the arts. Mm. Um, and so we've actually been invited and we're working on getting the paperwork in to go and do like, basically like a three day class on like making your own business, screen printing, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so we're gonna do that. And that's a, it's a high school group of kids. Um, and it's actually a feeder group for like this. It's directly to get into doing stuff like film or photography, uh, or art and all that kind of stuff, graphic design, stuff like that. And so it's actually the school, the whole high school is focused on that. Um, and so this year we're going to be going and doing a, like a three day presentation about starting your own business, running your own business, screen printing, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So this is like so a, cool. like a charter high school from like yeah. in Denver County. Okay. Yep. You're, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Vero beach, you know, that's, uh, uh, I, I know the place, but I don't know how I don't. Yeah. Much, they used I, to have a really, really good music scene back in the day. That's the music scene I started with. That's yeah. where my hometown is. Yeah. Right. When like any when 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 the hardcore band played after the super emo band that was yeah. after the electronic like droney <laughs> doom band like that used to work and then all of a sudden yeah. one day it was like oh we're gonna put five of the same fucking bands on the bill here <laughs> and it's the worst when 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 you were oh, headlining and you have to like sit through it and just like okay I'm just gonna watch this band. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. No variety. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. So it's amazing back... though, because. Uh... Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say. Um, <clears throat> I was just gonna backtrack a little bit because we were talking about earlier about if the issues that you get with printing merch, and sometimes it takes a year to figure out how to resolve it. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna ask if you could, you know, tell me the different processes for printing merch and what issues you see happen the most because. I feel like that is a really common like um, educational uh, gap that a lot of people don't understand, you know, when coming to a merch company, you know, they just see merch and they say, oh, it's just, you know, it's screen printing or it's this, you know, can you get into a little bit of what is what and, you know. I know it's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's good. I honestly, that's actually one thing that we as a company are starting to move towards. Uh, is I want to basically be on the, I think, I think in general, the industry needs a lot more customer education. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's what screen printing is. Here's how it works. And so I've been wanting to, me and my business partner and pretty much everyone on the team uh, is all aligned on this. We want to get to the point where the customer, they come to us and they're like, oh, I get it. Right. Yes. Uh, They just, they read through our literature and they're like, oh, okay, this makes so much sense. And I think going to what you're saying, uh, I think expectations is a, is a is a big part of that, and making sure expectations are set appropriately, you know, and it's whether it's the sales reps communicating with the um, 
with the the client uh, and and making sure like, hey, here's what we can do. Here's what we can't do. Uh, Being honest about that. Um, And then saying, you know, here's explaining certain things. Like one of the biggest things is that how how like color theory, how light and color works. Um, For example, if when you see an image on a screen, it is generated by light itself. And the more color you add to light, um, then the, the whiter it gets, the brighter and whiter it gets. Uh, however, if you, when you're doing pigment, the more you mix colors, the darker it gets because you're taking mm-hmm. away the reflective properties that are shining, like basically reflecting light mm. back. So one of the big things is like, yes, how it looks and how bright it looks on your screen is not what it's going to look like when it's printed be- mm-hmm. just because of how mixing colors works. And the more colors you have mixed, the, the less bright it's going to get. You know, so making sure customers understand that. Um, and then, like, I think the biggest thing is, like, clear communication across your entire team. I think that's where most of the mistakes uh, end up coming from is you'll have the sales rep working with somebody, and they don't clearly and efficiently document what needs to get to the printer. So mm-hmm. there's some kind of miscommunication uh, that, that happens, and something gets printed the wrong way because there wasn't clear communication from start to finish. So one of the things we emphasize with our sales reps, and we've been doing it more and more, is like you need to get everything from the customer and make sure like everything is laid out. Hey, this is exactly what you want. Okay, cool. And then make sure that you document that very specifically in the instructions to the printer to make sure that once the printer gets it, they can just look at, you know, the, the work order that they have and be like, okay, I get it. I know what I need to do, you know? So I think communication is all around the biggest, um, yeah. biggest hurdle and most important thing that will save uh, a lot of time and headache. What are the different types of printing though that, um, uh that are available that, and maybe some that you prefer, you know? Yeah. Um, so screen printing is the main one and how that works is you basically, uh, create a, um, what are they called? A stencil, Mm -hmm. um, that allows ink to pass through it. Uh, and you can do multiple colors with that. Um, and so you can do like what's called spot, uh, like spot printing, which is like each, section is its own color like one color right and then there's there's something called process printing which is similar to how a like a like a like a paper printer works where what it does is it puts down dots of color and then it puts down other dots of color on top of that and those mix to make different colors mm. um and so there's that process and then there's something called simulated process which is a mix kind of between the two and so you have colors that are spot but then you'll have like half tones uh which is how a printer works uh, that's basically little dots of information in those mix. So if you need orange, you'll have yellow and red, a bunch of dots of yellow and red that kind of mix, and then that makes an orange. Um, okay. And so that one's simulated process. Uh, there are different ones, like you can do direct-to-garment, um, but that one's like, the technology is advancing, but it's not quite there yet. So it, a lot of them, like, they're not, they don't last very long, uh, or they kind of just look kind of funny. Um, is that the one that's like in the fiber? No. So the one that's in the fiber is called discharge. Uh, and what that is, that one actually is really cool. Uh, and what that does is you'll have, and it it only works on cotton. Um, well, so you have two different processes that actually dye the garment, but what this one, uh, is for cotton and basically they'll, it's a two part ink and you, you put it down in the first part of the ink. When you heat it up, it actually bleaches the cotton back to its original color. Mm. And then as you continue to heat it, the ink comes in and dyes it a new color. 
So if you're doing red, basically it'll bleach it. It'll bleach the shirt back to like a, like a, a cotton white, which is kind of like an off white. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, from there, uh, it'll end up dying it like the red color or whatever it's supposed to be. Um, but then there's another one called sublimation, but that's only for like poly, like, like man-made polyester garments. Mm-hmm. And that actually it works through heating as well. But what actually happens is you basically print out the design you want and then lay it on the shirt and then heat press it. And the, the heat actually, um, evaporates the, the ink on the paper and then it seeps into the garment and then the garment like absorbs it and then you let it off. And then now it's, it's a, a new so it's like garment. The ones you get from like Walmart. And then you yeah. Like iron so on, yeah. You know? like Is the that the cheaper way? way? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I've it's seen, like the most, um... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mario. I like I've explained what? to other people, other guests before. <laughs> sometimes I get really involved in the conversation and sure. I just ask question after question. <laughs> so I'm trying to get better at that by letting Mario take over. Go ahead, this Mario. It's totally cool. <laughs> is it, so um what's what's like your most recommended approach for like longevity, something that's not gonna be falling off the shirt in time? Uh well definitely screen printing. Um but the the the, the thing about screen printing is it has to be cured right. If it's cured right, even with so there's two types of inks. There's plastisol, uh, which is like a like a almost like a plastic based, uh, like a mm-hmm. like a oh what is it called petroleum based mm-hmm. ink, oh, okay. um, and then there's water based, uh, and both of them have different. It's similar as far as curing it. You have to heat it up, um, but as long as they're both cured, they should last a very long time. Uh, if your shirt's not lasting a very long time, then it means that it wasn't cured properly, which is to some extent for the ones, for any of the garments you haven't washed, it's a pretty easy fix. Uh, you just like, honestly, if, it, if you ever have an issue where that happens, just be like, Hey, so my shirts, they're, they're, they're some of the inks coming out and send those shirts back to the printer. We will offer that like, Hey, just bring them back or ship them back. We will, we'll make sure they're cured and send them back to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, screen like screen printing is definitely my favorite because you can do the most with it. It's still the most versatile, um, and other technologies are are coming up. But like I said, there there's still uh, there's still some some issues that they haven't quite resolved yet. Uh, so screen printing's still the most reliable mm-hmm. uh, as far as mm-hmm. making you know getting the design you want on your shirt. That's. Great that you asked that question, Mario, because I was going to ask a question that was very similar to that. So thank you for asking that. <laughs> any um, any embroidery? In the yeah, so we do embroidery as well. You like do. we do hats, shirts, hoodies, like all that stuff. Good to know because not a lot of people do embroidery. So That's I'm going to hit you up. Yeah. I'm going to hit yeah. you up for sure. <laughs> It's its own different. It's its own different breed too, because it's not a press. It's not working with screens. It's not working with ink. It's like you get a machine that yells at you if you do something wrong or if something breaks. So it's just like mm-hmm. a it's its own different world. But yeah, yes. we offer both. So those machines look shop. crazy too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's like some that I've seen from the company that we got ours from, and they're like a fourteen head like thing where they can do 14 different products at a time and i'm like oh my god like we just have a two head so like mm-hmm. ours is like a lot smaller but theirs is like the size of a house and i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah our buddy uh michael johnson um 
who runs uh, Lucid Life Apparel and uh, Puff Tough as well. He's got a couple of different clothing lines. Uh, he's got uh, hats that he's been getting embroidered. I don't know where he does it, though, but he'll send videos of the embroidering process, and it's intense. This is actually one of his designs here. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's actually really, really cool. Um, oh, that's sick. I like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so one of the last questions I have, and then we can you know wrap this up. Um, what are the typical costs of getting a merch run done um, with you guys, you know, or even just in general, what is something that a band should be setting aside financially to get a good product uh, they're expecting? So my, um, what I recommend to people. Okay, cool. What I recommend to people is I would always say set aside about seven to $10 a shirt is mm -hmm. what is what is a good idea to go by because there's going to be some depending on the garment depending on how many colors depending on if you want it embroidered all that stuff plays into effect when it comes to getting a like shirt or a merch order so it's never like it's never the same price because everything like changes so it's like oh this shirt has two colors it's in this spot but then this shirt has two colors but it's in this spot and it's smaller or it's bigger so like all those costs and the prices for those things change over time and so what i always recommend telling a band is set aside seven to ten dollars per item if it's a shirt or a hat and then probably about like fifteen dollars an item if it's a long sleeve or a hoodie and that's what you should expect now again it could be more it could be less but that's what i would always recommend to a um, person trying to get their merch and that's an easy way for you to like budget and plan for that Okay. That's, that's really good. Cause you know, there's a lot of people who just don't understand, you know, the process of, you know, how much <laughs> it costs to do it. Um, and, uh, yeah. So that's, thank you for clarifying that. Um, and yeah. I know you were mentioning before, um, you sell it at 60% of what I would recommend for a band. Like they get the product in hand, right? Say they spend mm -hmm. $10 on a shirt. Right. Mm -hmm. I would 100% recommend that band to sell that shirt for at least $20. Yep. Because you want it to, number one, cover the cost, and number two, to make you profit. So mm -hmm. I always recommend selling the finished product that you get from us at at least a 50 to 60% markup mm -hmm. so that you can maximize the profit that you're going to get from it. So yeah. if you bought 30 shirts, you should be able to reorder that same order at 15 shirts sold yep. is what I always try to recommend to people. Yep. Sweet. Cool. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I uh, appreciate you guys coming on. You've given a lot of uh, valuable information. Um, thank you again so much. I mean, um, I'm glad yeah, that we could finally get you guys on and, you know, talk about your company and, I'd love to have you guys on again, you know, in the future. And then we could talk about, you know, having a, a break the gate um, backdrop and throw a convicted yeah. printing on top. Sure. We'll have it up there by that time. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So uh, yeah, any, uh, any last words, Mario? Where can, uh, where can the internet and anyone listening or watching uh, find you guys? Online? So convicted printing anywhere um, on any social medias, convictedprinting.com. Um, and then for the clothing line, it's going to be IamConvicted.com. Cool. Those are the two, the two things. Sounds good. Heck yeah, man. Cool. Well, 
cool guys well it was good talking to you guys we'll uh, we'll uh, let you know when the podcast comes out awesome thank you thank you great peace